Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone. It's Shannon, and I am super excited to welcome you to another book match call. This one for September 28th, 2023. First off, I want to thank Travis for hosting and Jane for streaming to, I believe, both Clubhouse and ACB Media 5. So if you have never been to a bookmatch call, we are primarily for book recommendations. So if you have a certain type of genre that you're looking to read, or maybe you're, you know, kind of looking for something new, you know what you like, but you just aren't sure what books are going to fit into that. Let me know what that is. Let me know if you enjoy reading on Bard, Kindle, Audible, anything like that. Um, And I will do my best to recommend books that I think you will love. Um, I also will let you know that it is possible to stump me in this call. People have done it. In fact, people do it quite often. Um, If you ask for something that's like super specific, I may ask you to come back the next time we do this call and I will do some research for you so that I can make more, you know, sort of on target, worthwhile recommendations. Um, In terms of other announcements, this is the last week that this will be a weekly call. Starting next week, um, we will do it the first and third Thursdays of each month. That's very hard to say. First and third Thursday um, of each month. So definitely pay attention to your schedule um, and to which Thursday it is. So let's get started. If you would like a book recommendation, please feel free to raise your hand. Um, I would appreciate it if you would stay muted until Travis calls on you, um, and then you can unmute, and we will chat about books. All right. Our first (laughs) hand is Jane. Jane T. Hi, Jane. You can feel free to unmute. You're muted, Jane. There you are. There. I want to recommend a... Gosh, I want to recommend about 5,000 books, except <laughs> I, will limit it, I will limit it to two. One of them is, um, and I'm working off my memory, which is tired at the moment, but I can email you the exact information. A Beautiful Dog uh, is the title, and then colon, A Dog, A Marine, and A Long Road Trip Home. I haven't re- I haven't read a book that was as compelling about human growth, about respecting and working with a dog. Uh, that that was as unvarnished and revealing about both as this one was. I just haven't read a book as valuable in a long time. And I recommend it. Um, and I can email you. Um, the other one, that that was nonfiction. The, the fiction book I want to recommend is about World War II. And there has been a just gob of writing about World War II. And my only uh, honest summation of why that might be is because for this country, World <clears throat> World War II was a valid, uh, important cause, and it was it was thought carefully and well, or whatever, 
but everything since has been just a garbage dump for so many people for so many reasons. And I'm still trying to figure out if everything since then has been just politically influenced or what, but never mind. Anyway, <laughs> the the book I want to recommend um, from the World War II time and our history's life and our family's lives and our individual memories is called The Book of Lost Names. And it's by Kristen Harmel. It starts out with a young woman who's trying to protect her dad and her mother in a jeopardized geographical region. Um, uh, she has to leave, even though she didn't expect to have to leave her where she was at home. And she tried to protect her dad, tried to get her mother and dad reunited. But as a librarian, she also had a task to provide help and cover for people who needed assistance in getting the heck out of Dodge, whichever Dodge it was. And she was a wise woman. She was brave. Uh, she was timid. And then she was brave again. And it's an incredible novel. I just encourage people to read it. So I can email you that information. Um, I am um, familiar with Kristen Harmel um, and her work. Mm -hmm. um, and there is just a ton, like you said, of really, really difficult to read, but so important yeah. World War II fiction. And yeah. so I really appreciate you um, coming in and letting us know about those particular books. Now, tell me your name, please. I'm Shannon. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know. It didn't say who you were or where you were from. And I don't care. I'm glad you're here. And it's a Thank great you. program op opportunity. So um, I will. Oh, listen. I'm so glad. Yeah. I will listen, and um, if I reply to this program, will I will it get to you? You can send an email to community at acb.org, oh, and Shannon. then and then just let Cindy or Natalie know that you want to get in touch with Shannon from Bookmatch, and oh, they can I'll make that it. happen. Okay, great. I will send you those um a couple of book titles before the end of day today thank you ma'am yeah you got it all right, all right travis next up we have doc hello doc. well good afternoon good afternoon well i have a world war ii book i would like to recommend also it's called awesome. the immortals in the Ooh. Immortals, this is about five heroes during the sinking of the Dorchester by a U-boat. And it's, uh, I think, uh, an awesome book. And for people who want to download it from Bard, the number is 112789. Oh, well, thank you so much. For sharing that yeah and uh are you are you familiar with cj box i am familiar with the name and sort of with the overall like basic um idea of what that author writes i have never read anything that they've written but i've definitely seen them around and know that oh, okay. a lot of people really love them well, he had a series of with Joe Pickett, who was a game warden, and it looks like he might be starting a new series. And I'm, that's what I was going to ask about if you if you knew that. Well, if um, when we have a brief lull here, I will take a look and see what I can find out. Um, if I don't find out at by the end of this call, 
I will definitely let you know the next time. Okay, thank you, Shannon. You're welcome. At this moment, we are clear on hand. Oh, okay. So, since we are clear for now, and Travis, you can definitely um, interrupt me if we do get any hands raised. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some things that have come out this week. Um, this is, I would say, a, a decently big release week. There have definitely been release weeks that are bigger, but there have also been weeks that are far, far smaller. So, you know, it's, it's not a bad week for new books. So in September, somehow it was decided in publishing that it was a good idea for holiday-themed books to come out. And I'm not quite sure like how that how that happened, but it did. And so we have a plethora of holiday-themed um, like romances and cozy mysteries, like all kinds of things that deal with the holiday season. So I'm going to share a few of those with you first before I move on to other things. All right. So if you are familiar with Fern Michaels and her sisterhood series and just all of the phenomenal things that she writes, then you may be very happy to know that she has a book out this week. And I guess it's not really a she, it's a they, because it's a pseudonym for um, two women writing together. And they have released Santa and Company. And this is, you know, sort of a, a lighter holiday read. Um, definitely not your typical, like, dark, you know, romantic suspense or revenge-based sort of uh, mysteries that Fern Michael is known for writing. We also have a Mary Kay Andrews Christmas book. This is Bright Lights, Big Christmas. And if you don't know Mary Kay Andrews, she writes a lot of Southern-themed women's fiction with romantic elements. So if you're looking for something that will, you know, basically make you feel happy and perhaps make you laugh a time or two, then you might want to check out Mary Kay Andrews. If you're looking for a straight-up Christmas-themed romance, then I would recommend um, Carrie Winfrey. And her novel is called Faking Christmas. We also have The Holiday Heartbreaker. This is a Western-themed um, holiday romance. It is book five in the Four Corners Ranch series by Maisie Yates. And another Christmas-themed romance that is a novella. Um, and I don't know, you may have heard me say this on this program before, but... Short books make me angry, so no, those are not usually my favorite. But we have um, Time to Shine by Rachel Reed. And I chose to include this, even though I'm not a big novella reader, just because I have read and loved so many of Reed's novels in the past. So it seemed worth mentioning here. I'm going to pause and check in with Travis to see if we are still clear or if I should just keep rambling on for a while. We are still clear. Unless, right. uh, unless you have something, Jane, in Clubhouse. I was just going to ask if Jane has anything going on. I work clear, too. So. All right. So I'm going to move on now to some fantasy. And I'm going to tell you about The Fragile Threads of Power. This is the first book in a new series by V.E. Schwab. She's calling the series Threads of Power. Now, she wrote the Shades of London series several years ago, which is where we have four different Londons, each represented by a different color, and all sorts of magical mayhem and hijinks that occur in these four sort of parallel Londons. Um, 
and we met some really phenomenal characters here. The series ended, um, there were three books in it, and now she has created a spin-off, and that is what Threads of Power is. So I'm super excited to see sort of this new chapter in this world because I really, really loved the original series. Now for something a little different. There is a book called The Hexologist. First of all, I think that's a really great word. Um, and it is Hexologist Book One by Josiah Bancroft. So I don't know very much about this, but the little blurb that I did see um, caught my attention because it's just so, so odd. So there are a couple of people who zoom around the world and I guess also move into other dimensions and solve like magical mishaps. And they apparently hear that the king of a distant land wishes to bake himself into a cake. I don't know why. Um, if you ask me, that's like a very bad idea, but you know, I, I'm not a king, so what do I know? So he wishes to do this, and these hexologists are not fans of this. And so they travel to where he is to try to dissuade him somehow. Because apparently if he succeeds in baking himself into a cake, um, very bad things will happen not only to him, but to his entire kingdom. So I'm not sure about this. I cannot, uh, I cannot tell you more. I cannot even tell you if... This will be a book that I will read because it probably won't. But it is one of those sort of zany fantasy themed novels that I know a lot of people are drawn to. So I wanted to note it here. It is The Hexologist, Hexologist, book one by Josiah Bancroft. We are now moving on to a book that I will absolutely 100% be reading. And this is Bad Blood. It's Goddess with a Blade, book seven by Lauren Dane. I love, 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 love Lauren Dane, especially this series. Mika actually told me about it several years ago, and I was just really enthralled with it. Um, there are vampires and goddesses and vampire hunters, all sorts of political intrigue and maneuvering, just so much action, so much romance. It is a little steamy. So if that's not something that you're comfortable with, this probably will not be something that you will want to read. Um, but if you're looking for some fast paced urban fantasy that you can sort of dive into, there are seven books out now. Um, if you do them in audio, the narrator is incredible. We also have a new Yasmin Galanorn book. And you probably don't know this, but Yasmin Galanorn is like my absolute favorite, most beloved, most excellent author in all the world of books. And that is saying something because the world of books is vast and fabulous. But Yasmin Galanorn is the most fabulous of all. So Solstice Web is her new book, and it is book 10 in her Moonshadow Bay series. This is paranormal women's fiction. It is basically featuring, so paranormal women's fiction, for people who don't know, is basically think of like urban fantasy, but with a lead female character over the age of 40. So some of these are sort of like cozy paranormal mysteries. Some of them are a little darker, more fast paced, um, you know, with more sort of sex and violence on the page. But for this series, um, I would say it's kind of middle of the road in terms of like how much steam there is. Um, it has a very, very spooky feel. It is kind of a, a paranormal mystery series with romantic elements. The main character is a witch. Um, and I do want to note that these are not available in audio. Um, Galanorn is an indie author, 
And so while some of her books, when she was traditionally published um, by Berkeley, are available in audio, since she has gone indie, very few of them are. So you'll have to read these um, through Kindle or Apple Books or whatever your your ebook um, platform is. Sticking with the witch theme here for a minute, I want to talk about The Witches of Bone Hill. This is by Ava Morgan. It is a gothic-themed novel, kind of a family saga. Two sisters are learning that they are Nordic witches, and there's all kinds of family secrets and intrigue, along with them sort of learning to use their powers. Um... This, I think, is also only available on Kindle for the moment, although I do believe I saw an audio release date um, later in the year, but it is available um, as an ebook now. We also have Foul Heart Huntsman. This is by Chloe Gong, and it is the second book in her Foul Lady Fortune series. This is historical fantasy, targeted mostly, I would say, toward young adults. Um, but my sort of thought on young adult fiction is that there is some of the best writing out there in the YA space. So even if you're an adult, um, I would highly encourage people to check out some of the YA stuff out there because it is incredible, especially if you love fantasy. We also have a new Leia Stone book that came out this week. This is House of Ash and Shadow. It is the first book in her Gilded City series. And it is about a young girl who is cursed and this curse prevents her from experiencing human touch. So I'm pretty intrigued to see how this will play out. Um, this is an author that I've heard a lot of things about, but I've never actually read her. So this may be a good time for me to uh, pick up one of her books. But that again is Leia Stone. I'm pausing again to check in for people who have things to say. At this moment, we are still clear. Okay. This is um, unusual for this call. I will say that if um, people don't have requests for recommendations or books that they themselves um, want to recommend, we probably will not go until 8 p.m. Um, because I don't think anybody just wants to listen to me sort of blather on for another like 38 minutes. Um, we do have one hand now. Ah! All yes. Right. Who? It's Diane. Diana, Hello. sorry. Hello, Diana. Hi, Shannon. Um, I don't have any recommendations or actually, well, I kind of have a question about more recommendations. I mean, I don't have a recommendation of my own is what I meant to say, but okay. I do have possibly a, a recommendation request. Um, uh, you A couple weeks ago, you had recommended the um, Mercedes Thompson uh, series. Yes, Patricia Briggs, yes. Yes. And I have now binge read two of the books. Yay! I'm totally, I'm totally into them now, and want to know how you know. Then you got this triangle, Sam and Adam and stuff, and got to see how that turns out. But I don't want to know. I don't want to spoil her. But um, no spoilers are bad. <laughs> yeah, spoilers are bad. But I wanted to thank you so much, and please, and how much I love this call. That please don't ever stop. I love this call. <laughs> I and, will do my um, best. And I uh, am also listening to your. Uh, the B book bistro podcasts i'm just on the oh, second one yes. now but i'm going to binge those too so oh my gosh you have a long way i do um, well it probably yes. take me a couple of years but i'm gonna you know in between everything else but i'm starting oh, yeah. it so because we um, keep uh we keep adding to those so you'll you'll be uh 
You'll be hanging out with Book Bistro for quite a yeah, while. For a while, yes. But um, are there any more like the Mercedes Thompson books? Oh, so many. Ooh, um, yeah. First of all, like what, um, when you say like them, like, I, you know, there's a lot of urban fantasy, a lot of paranormal romance. What specifically draws you in to the mercy books like what what about that are you looking to sort of i don't want to say replicate because you can't really replicate mercy thompson uh -huh. but um like like what, mm. what what about that sort of draws you in of course i love the romance feature and the triangle you know between them um and the 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 goriness of it or whatever you want to how you already want to refer to that it's probably about as gory as I'd want to get. Okay. Um, you know, because it's not, it's kind of in the middle. It's not mild and it's not overly yucky, <laughs> but it's kind of in the middle. Um, just something about, it's it's more, and I think this is why, and I know a lot of people like all the romances that are the, the you know, like the ones that people have mentioned before about in the ballrooms and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and that's. I mean, we are, we have our own tastes and everything, which is fine. Um, but I think I don't like those because I think I'm wanting something that's more like down to earth, where you know, like not that there's a lot of women mechanics around, but I mean that they're just normal people. They're not that okay. That's what I would say. They're not like necessarily aristocrats or something like that. Okay, they're okay. just normal people that just happen to be. Like, you know, can okay. change into a coyote or a werewolf. Or, I was just going to say, you can shift into a coyote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Just but, but other than when they're doing that, they're just normal people that have jobs. And, you know, they're not aristocrats and stuff. And I love, and I noticed that one is in uh, uh, the Pacific Northwest is great. Of course, I think I've already mentioned on previous calls, anything that's in the Southwest, I love. Um, so, I don't know. Is that enough to go on? Sure. So the best read-alike that I have found for the Mercy Thompson series is K.N. Bannett, and that's B-A-N-E-T, and it is her Jackie Leon series. These are available on Audible and Kindle. Bannett is an indie author, so you're not going to find her on Bard or Bookshare. Um, we can all like take a moment and cry about that, but it is unfortunately how it is. Now, is um, J A C K I E L E O N J A C K Y J A C K. I'm writing it down. Hold on here. And then Leon L E O N. The first book is Oath Sworn. Oath Sworn. Okay. Yes, and Jackie Leon is a wear cat. She was changed into a werecat sort of against her will and is now dealing with everything that sort of goes along with that. She really just wants to live her life. She owns a small bar um, okay. in this really tiny town in Texas. And mm. she really, really would just like it if the world would leave her alone. <laughs> um, you know that that would just make her very happy but then a child comes to her and says that she needs to be protected and there is a huge thing about the oath of a werecat and the things that werecats have to do when they're oath sworn and so this starts what is now oh let's see eight nine i think the ninth book just came out earlier this year um there is some romance in it you know pretty soon into the book like into the series who the love interest will be um mm. but it is just a phenomenally rich world mm. and i i love can bannett so so much and what was the um, no, okay b-e-n-e-t and what was the first name initial okay is it so it's K as in Kilo, N as in Nancy. Okay. K N Bennett. Uh, okay. Yeah, Bannett. B-A-N-E-T. Oh, okay. So that is okay. Jackie Leon. Um, and those 
I would say are like the closest that I can come to Mercy Thompson. Okay. But, you know, then there are just a, a ton of like you know, sister romances. Kelly Armstrong has her Women of the Other World series. And this is older, um, but it starts with Bitten. And these are on Bard. They are also on Bookshare, Audible, kind of all the places. Um, and this is a, a completed series. And it features shifters, witches, um, half You know demons, one of the titles in it? So that I could... Bitten. B-I-T-T-E-N. Yes. Um, and I believe there are 13 wow. total books there. Um, and then she does have a little bit of a spinoff that is more sort of geared toward YA. Um, but I have, I have read and loved those as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and those I think kind of give you a look into just like a few other supernatural beings and you get to know a group of characters like you see different point of view characters depending on which book you're reading and so it's not quite the same as mercy in that like through the mercy books you always see her um you know so you see things from her character. point of view uh-huh but with women of the other world you transition from like a group of women who are your your point of view characters depending upon the book okay um I will also say that there is a spinoff set in the Mercy Thompson world, which is the Alpha and Omega series. And Alpha and Omega is the first book. It is a novella length. Um, all of these are available on Bard. They are narrated by the fabulous Halter Graham. Um, if you choose to read them that way, they are the commercial versions on Bard. Um, I tend not to enjoy them quite as much as I love Mercy, but they are still like very much worth your time, especially if you know you just want to stay in that particular world um, a little okay. longer. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. All right. We have a phone number now. That's a oh. 619 ending in 684. Okay. If you could unmute and tell me yes. who you are. Oh, hi. There she is. Shannon, hi. This is Ginny. Oh, and, hello. Um, hi. This is the second time I've tuned into your show. And never fear. Um, it's totally fascinating. Um, you have such a breadth of knowledge. And what's fascinating to me is I read a lot. You know, I'm one of those people in that category who, let's just say, tactfully read a lot. And um, and <laughs> And... I don't want to use the term bookaholic. You know, I like all kinds of genres, but um, I usually um, do not like, or I, I do not enjoy um, fantasy. Now, I would love to. I'm sure it's stimulating for the imagination. Of course, I like The Hunger Games. Um, that's kind of a, a, a you know world building thing. I guess my question is, well, first of all, just a brief piece of advice. Um, a lot of the titles that you talked about as being new books, mm -hmm. um, maybe not on Bard, what I have found really surprising is two things. Um, oftentimes, a book will be on Bookshare, especially if it's going to be popular, um, oh, yes. right away, even before mm -hmm. it gets out in print. For example, one of my genres of many is um, biography or memoir. And Bernie Taupin uh, had a, has released something called Scattershot, which I'm reading and really enjoy, about his life as writing lyrics for Elton John, who apparently cannot write lyrics, but just oh, a really weird partnership for 50 years where Bernie Taupin, a former English lit major, hands yep. him lyrics. I'm going to pause and for then, just a second okay. to ask. Um, there's someone who has some background I got noise. It. Thank you. Go ahead, Ginny. I apologize. No, I was just, it was kind of, it's a wonderful kind of fantasy because they just met each other and um, they call it Kismet. And so, so what, Bernie Taupin, former literature major, poet, um, and then um, he writes lyrics 
they may come up with a theme, I guess. Then he's in one room. He hands them to Elton John. Elton John will compose the music. And that's how all of those big hits like Goodbye Yellow Book Road, every single one of them a collaboration, you know. And so Scattershot is a very um, interesting book because it's all full of Bernie Taupin's life and all the people that he met, anyone you can think of, and all the places he went, you know. And work Elton is actually a little bit not so prominent. But my point was that I read a book review and I thought, oh, yeah, when is it going to be on Bard? And then it hadn't even come out in print when Bookshare already had it. Oh, yeah, so, Bookshare is a great resource for those things. It, and it's also cool because a lot of the titles that you mentioned, you know, are probably not as, you know, big sellers as, you know, Bernie Taupin's memoir. They could see that coming. But I have found that if you call them and ask them, you know, uh, if you're a member, they will record it. I mean, they will put it in um, their format, which is text-to-speech. Usually, pretty quickly, like maybe, well, for me, eight weeks. <laughs> you know, it's a lot, maybe that's a lot shorter time frame than Bard. Now, to return to my question, I'm just so impressed by your vast knowledge here. Um, I would say, this is kind of a, re- one is a research question for you, maybe, and one is a straight-out question. Um, I like dystopian fiction, especially if it's kind of close in time. You know, in other words, what I like is when you have your normal everyday world and then just something goes wrong and it's eerie. And there was Barack Obama about two years ago. I heard he had a summer reading list. I thought, okay, it's going to be maybe many dry things. But one of them was Leave leave the World Behind. Have you read? That was... I have, Ramon Alam, yes. Uh, yes, and I, that, well, anyway, that's, I like a dystopian fiction. I can't remember um, some of the titles, but um, I definitely wonder if you have any recommendations along those lines. I do. I oh, do. good. Nice. So ever since The Hunger Games like became a thing, dystopian fiction has blown up. I would say it's kind of eased off a little bit now since we're, you know, so many years like post Hunger Games, but there is so, so much out there. Um, there's Divergent by Veronica Roth. That is also a trilogy. Um, I did try first... that, and for some reason I couldn't warm to it, but I, so ah, I don't know. Okay. There's also Shatter Me, and the author is Tahara, Tahara Mafi. These are on Bard. Um, and I would guess Bookshare too. I haven't actually looked, but I would be surprised if you couldn't find the Shatter Me um, books there. My favorite. Well, of course, I do have Bard. Excuse me, Shannon. I do. Have yes, they they are all on Bard, so um, you will you will find those there. My favorite dystopian, I would have to say, is Alexandra Bracken's Darkest Mind series. And the first book is called The Darkest Minds. There are four full-length novels and then a couple of like novellas that sort of go, you know, in, in between the main portion, you know, the main books in the series. Um, and that is just a really eerie look at, like, what could happen in a world where things like telepathy, um, you know, what, what would happen if people could do sort of un, like unprecedented things with just the power of their minds? Um, would you say the first title in the Darkest Mind series was? The Darkest Minds. Okay. So the title is the same as the series title. And that is Alexandra Bracken. Um, if you're looking for something that is sort of a blend of like dystopia and maybe some magic, although not, not a ton, but a little, um, Nora Roberts wrote her Chronicles of the One series, and that is a three book set. The first book is Year One. And if you are a fan of the trilogies that Nora Roberts writes, um, you'll kind of have a feel for like how how this goes, but it is um, it starts out with sort of a an apocalyptic event that then 
turns a little bit unusual in its in its magic. And that again is Chronicles of the One by Nora Roberts. The first book is Year One. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. I haven't heard of any of those books, which is really wonderful. And I hope you won't stop talking. I just go on and on. I, I, can just, it, I you know, I'm, I'm listening anyway. Um, let me ask you one final question that's a little bit Absolutely. quirky. Okay. What book would you recommend for people who will say, you know, maybe not in a real thoughtful way, but, oh, I just don't like fantasy. What would you say to that person? Not that I'm necessarily a person I'm more open-minded, but is there one book that you notice people who are not generally fans of fantasy like that you can think of? Written in Red by Anne Bishop is a delightful sort of fantasy um, introduction. If I could give that book to everyone I know, who doesn't like fantasy, I, I would love to see how many of them, at least, you know, even if they're not ever going to be like a diehard fantasy fan, um, I would be you know, super interested in seeing how many people read Written in Red and then go on to finish that series and perhaps move on to some other, um, you know, some other fantasy. But that is the first book in a series called The Others. And again, it's written by Anne Bishop. You will find it on Bard. And then my final question, if I may, um, maybe you can address this in another program. Now I'm wondering, and um, my computer's not up right now, if Barack Obama had another summer reading list, since I liked some of the books on his last one. So I, I think don't know. he has maybe he one. Oh. I think he has one a couple, like, Every couple of years, like I know, there's more than one out there. Um, okay. So if you if you Google, you should probably find yeah um, the the other ones because I think he he has put out uh, more than one. Okay. Well, thanks, Shannon. You've given me a lot. You're so welcome. Try. Okay. Carry on. Party on. <laughs> All right, Travis, what do we have? We have a, a clear board. All right, so I will talk some more. <laughs> that's how this works. I need to, like, bring on a bunch of people to, like, co-facilitate this with me so that I'm not just talking for an hour. Um, you can bring on some right. other books bistro people <laughs> yes yes well, sometimes mika's here um and mika is one of the the book bistresses um so sometimes she's here and will will help out a bit all right so i want to talk about a historical novel that came out this week this is the armor of light it is Kingsbridge. Now, it's listed as either book four or book five in this series, depending on where you look. Based on my understanding of this series, I would call it book five, but I'm not the author or the publisher, so um, I, I'm, I'm unclear. But I would say this is book five. It's listed as book four in some places. This is set um, in Kingsbridge, which if anyone here has read Follett's Pillars of the Earth, um, that is the town that that is set in. So he is following this town through all sorts of huge historical events. Um, and we kind of see how Kingsbridge moves from being this like really tiny English village um, to a place that actually has, you know, a sort of influential church and how it overcome things like the, the plague. Um, and Ken Follett is known for writing these really big, sweeping novels. And so if you're looking for something that is historical fiction and that will draw you in and really trans almost like transport you back in time and just give you all the historical detail you could want, um, I would say 
Ken Follett is someone that you should check out. He has a trilogy called the Century Trilogy, which looks at the 20th century through the lens of five families from like what would be called, you know, the the giants as far as like the the main powers. Like we have um, England, Germany, Russia, the U.S., and one other that I'm not thinking of at the moment. But there are five of them: Russia, Germany, England, U.S., and something else um, that I, I can't think of right now. But they we follow this family through the 20th century. Um, the books are long, 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 like almost 40 hours in audio. So definitely a huge commitment as far as time, but worth it if you love historical fiction. So it is the Armor of Light that came out this week. And you can find many of his other books on Bard, Bookshare, Kindle, Audible, your public library. Can I just say that public libraries are amazing and wonderful, and I cannot recommend enough that people take advantage of the huge amount of services you can get through your public library. If you live somewhere that doesn't really have a great public library system, many, um, many cities, states, counties, have libraries that you can access um, through what they call a non-resident card. And you usually pay a small fee to do this um, and you get access to their digital collection. So eBooks and audiobooks that you can download onto you know, an iPhone or an iPad using the Libby app. I am a huge fan of the Libby app, but then I'm a huge fan of like all, all sorts of reading apps. So if you've not looked into your public library, please do. Um, the more we use libraries, the more valuable they are. And hopefully we then don't have to worry that, you know, one day they'll go away because that would be terrible. Okay. So I'm now moving into romance and women's fiction. And I want to talk about Lies and Other Love Languages by Sonali Dev. That's S-O-N-A-L-I for the first name and Dev, D-E-V. And this is an Indian American author who got her start writing straight up contemporary romances with diverse characters. Um, her first book is called The Bollywood Bride. And now after writing a bunch of romances and kind of family saga stories, she has moved into that really cozy place of women's fiction and, and romance, like kind of where they meet. And so this is her second novel of that type. And again, it is Lies and Other Love Languages. And this just came out on Tuesday. So um, again, you know, this stuff is is not on Bard yet, but should be on Bookshare and, you know, Audible, Kindle, all those places. I also want to talk about Black Hearted. This is the second book um, in Julianne Walker's Black Knights Incorporated Reloaded series. So this is a spinoff from her main Black Knights Incorporated series. So this is now Reloaded. And these are romantic suspense, kind of that like security, um, you know, the hero has like a security firm and there's like bodyguards, people in danger, um, that kind of romantic suspense. I have not read a Julianne Walker book, but I know a lot of people have and a lot of people love them. And she's somebody that I keep thinking about, like, oh, I should really, you know, check this out. I've heard so many good things about her work. But there are so many books to read. And I have currently on my Goodreads shelf literally over 9,000 books on my to-be-read shelf. So this is a bit of a problem. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but it is still a problem because it means that 
I don't, uh, I don't check out everybody that I wish I could. And Julianne Walker, unfortunately, um, falls into that, that place. We also have a new Jennifer Ryan. And for people who don't know, Jennifer Ryan, similar to Maisie Yates, writes contemporary romances set in the American West. He got about and 10 so this, minutes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So this is Wild Love. And it's Dark Horse Dive Bar, book one, again, is by Jennifer Ryan. She is another author that I keep meaning to check out. Um, I have one of her books on my hold list at my public library, but the hold list is long, 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 long. So we'll see when I get it. I also have to talk about Beth O'Leary. Several years ago, Beth O'Leary wrote a book called The Flat Share, and so many of my romance-loving friends um, fell hard for this book. And since then, she's written a few others. This is her latest one. It is called The Wake Up Call, and it's set in a hotel. It's a little bit of like an enemies to lovers thing where these two people are sort of unwillingly thrown together to try to save this floundering hotel. Most of her books take place in England. Um, and she's just somebody that I think doesn't get as much love as she should. You know, there's always this thing where authors do, you know, relatively well, right? Like they have books published, people read them, people know about them. But they're so incredibly underrated. And I think that is that is where Beth O'Leary is at the moment. And if you love contemporary romance with a lot of heart, with characters who really make you root for them, even if at the time you're looking at like decisions that they're making, you're like, but why? Like, why would you do this? <laughs> um, but still you want things to, to work out for them. Um, I do highly recommend that you take a look at Beth O'Leary. And this latest one is The Wake Up Call. So those are the new books that I have for you this week. Um, I do want to remind you, in case you came in late, um, I will be here next week. But then we are transitioning to a first and third Thursday schedule. So there'll be um, some times when I'm not here, but hopefully, um, that, you know, this will be a, a good sort of sustainable um, schedule for this program. So I will be here next week, but then not the week after that. Pay attention to the daily schedule. It rarely steers you wrong. Um, I'm going to check one more time in with Travis to see if we have anybody. If we don't, I think I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye for the night. Um, we'll be a little bit early, but not too much. About seven minutes. There are no hands right now. Okay. Well, then I want to thank you all so much for joining me tonight, for asking questions and recommending books. This is definitely what we are here for. I want to thank Travis for hosting and Jane for streaming and broadcasting and all of those techie things that I have no idea how to do. So again, everybody keep reading and we'll be back next week.